Riker to Captain Picard. Go ahead, number one. May I see you in the observation lounge, sir? I'll be right there. This seems to be some kind of meeting place. Some kind of meeting. Some 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 kind of meeting place. Could you want it? Might be doesn't it? I don't think they're going to let us in, Artu. We'd better go. Maybe we'd better talk out here. The observation line just turned into a swamp. Artu, wait! Oh dear. Artu! Artu, I really don't think we should rush into this. Oh! Artu! This is the observation lounge for the week of December 8th. 2012. Ben Savage walks off set. I'm Greg Harbin. With me today is my not a co-host, Drew Stewart, host of, well, sometimes host of The Ready Room with us as well as on this show, as well as being the TOS editor for Trek FM. Welcome, Drew. Hi. Thanks for having me again. And also we have Catherine Bryan, who comes to us from Twitter. Welcome, Catherine. And also for the first time on the Observation Lounge, it is the international sex symbol, Tristan Rydell. Thank you. It's good to be here. I've always wanted to be on the Observation Lounge. For <laughs> Ever since you were remember. a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lofty goal. <laughs> I should say Tristan is host of the To the Journey podcast. To the Journey! That's, that's worse than we were on the Ready Room last week. <laughs> I'd say it's better. God. It takes practice. Charlene would be so ashamed of us. But that's a Voyager podcast. It's a very good one. Uh, everyone should go check it out. But we don't talk about Star Trek on the Observation Lounge. Darn it. It's it's like it's like Fight Club. You don't talk about Fight Club here. We don't talk about Star Trek. We talk about everything but. So there may have been a trailer released for Star Trek Into Darkness. But none of you are allowed to talk about it or bring it up or mention it or say anything about it. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. But really, you think it's Gary Mitchell, right? It's Gary Mitchell. Yeah, so definitely. We're pretty much. Uh-huh. Okay. Pretty All much, right. I thought right. it was so... Mitchell, but okay. <laughs> well, I could... Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, Catherine, uh, what do we actually have first yes, up dear. on the news rundown today? Well, the first one that caught my eye this week is Sci-Fi's 20th anniversary special. It's two-hour 20th anniversary special. <laughs> I cannot believe it's been two hours or two years, twenty years. What am I trying to say? It's been twenty years. Some of the visible sci-fi channel. The thing I'm trying to say. I saw the title and I'm like, twentieth anniversary. That's not possible. I mean, it started in the '90s, and then I'm like, (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to come to grips with the fact that I was three years old when Sci-Fi Channel started. Oh goodness! Wow. I feel really old. Yeah, people who were born in the '90s are in high school right now. Like, uh, actually, no, they're in college right now. They are. They can they can buy beer right now? Oh my gosh! What That's is it? Terrible. It's ninety. Yeah, like ni- ninety-two. Mm-hmm. No, 90, 90, 90 can buy beer. Ninety-one. 90, yes. Ninety-one can buy beer. <laughs> That's really weird. Math is and in, not Greg's strong point. And in, Let's and in Washington, in apparently, they can they can buy marijuana too. Like, it's it's crazy what people born in the '90s can do. Um, but, uh, 20 years of the sci-fi channel, um, is it, we, we talked a lot about sci-fi channel last week, so I guess we don't need to rehash 
is sci-fi good or evil? <laughs> but I remember when I was a kid, like sci-fi was the channel we wanted because they had Battlestar Galactica. Now, not the Ronald D. Moore Battlestar Galactica, but the kind of awful Glenn Larson <laughs> Battlestar Galactica <laughs> from the 70s. But this was the only this was the only way you could get Battlestar because it wasn't on DVD because um, DVDs didn't exist yet. I don't even think it was on VHS. You had to find a channel that syndicated it and nobody else like NBC wasn't going to be showing Battlestar reruns. Uh, did you guys watch watch Sci-Fi Channel when you were kids? I watched some kids watch Saturday morning cartoons. I would watch the Twilight Zone and other ah. <laughs> all morning and it was glorious. <laughs> I, I never really watched sci-fi until they had Mystery Science Theater, ah. and then that was my Saturday morning. I never had cable, so ah. I never got it. But I was I they did actually have it on VHS. Like um, they I was had able Battlestar? to. They had Battlestar on VHS ah. because I was able to rent it at a very young age. I remember being able to do that because my dad was really excited. That like it's when you had to rent VHS, you could not buy it because it was like sixty dollars a tape right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a random episode where they were all trapped in a cave or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think there were a lot of episodes where they were <laughs> trapped in small sets that didn't cost very much money. Exactly. <laughs> they went to like a casino planet on the second episode, and I think they decided that was too much money. And plus, it made no sense because humanity's been wiped out. Yeah, I really hate that show. Um, <laughs> I- <laughs> But yes, not to talk about Battlestar too much. You didn't have cable as a kid? No, how, I did, how did you I survive? No, it was all it was all network. Actually, um I was just talking with Enterprise Extra on Twitter about uh, like you know how the the day that we're recording this was the anniversary of the release. Oh wait, I can't talk about it. Of some <laughs> major motion picture <laughs> in 79. That's all I'm going to say. And um they had, you know, like the Sunday night movie of the week and so, mm. you know, that's just that like we would just record like crazy whatever we liked and just rewatched it. So we never got anything new. We would just rewatch what we recorded. Right. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I remember that we had like the tape of two thousand and one because we like started watching and we're like, well, we're gonna start recording this because we know we're not gonna finish it today. <laughs> so for yeah, the next ten years we had a tape of two thousand and one that we never went back and watched again. Yeah. Because um, it would have taken <laughs> you ten years to finish it. It really did. Um which isn't the movie you were mentioning, but that was no. another one. I remember I saw all of those Star Trek films and Star Wars films and everything on, on TV first. Um, and it's amazing. I don't think people watch movies like that anymore. I hear kids are like watching the, the DVDs over and over again. Here's Toy Story 3. And they're going to watch it 30 times in a row. Mm-hmm. I didn't have VHSs growing up. And I know they were really expensive. Maybe other families were different, but at least that was mine. It was you get what's on TV and that's all you get to watch. Yeah. We we never really watched TV when I was a kid, but we did have VHSs. We had uh, Empire and Jedi, the $60 tapes. They weighed like oh, 20 man. pounds a piece. <laughs> man, I wore those out. Yeah, I remember we had the Star Wars trilogy. Like the first time that they released it on VHS, we had the Star Wars trilogy and we had the Godfather trilogy on VHS. Oh, okay. And those were the like the two se- the two sets that we had for a really long time. Um but yo, know, at like our we had huge shelves of just recorded material yeah. of just yeah. you know like you know recorded vhs's now Catherine, i imagine you had just shelves full of x-files vhs's maybe it's possible. <laughs> it's possible did you do the thing where you would record and you would skip the commercials like you would run up when the commercial started and stop the recording and then start again 
when it comes back to the commercials. Because a friend of mine had Next Gen, DS9, and Voyager beginning to end with no commercials on VHS. Wow. I was, I was a pro. I was a pro. That was, that was my nice. jam when I was growing up. <laughs> I actually still have all of Buffy from the original air date on VHS from just recording it. Wow. <laughs> I, because I'm a nerd. I don't know. That is pretty awesome. I actually, I never finished Buffy. I feel very bad about that fact. That was actually one of my f- first DVD purchases was Buffy the Vampire Slayer season one through season five is what I purchased. But I, uh, like I, I didn't get on like the, the, the WB was my friend growing up, like mm-hmm. Buffy, Angel, all that business charmed. Oh, absolutely. That, like, <laughs> Like I like I did exactly what you're talking about. Like I, I, it's a skill. It's a special skill to know, like to feel when yeah. a commercial break is coming on and when it's going to end. Like <laughs> that it's, was the hard part. Yeah, Catherine, you know what I'm talking about. I do. I feel you on this. The WB was my friend till they canceled Angel, and then. Because what's the point after that, right? There was no point. <laughs> well, it was it was very quickly that they just disintegrated, right? I think it was straight from Angel to getting gobbled up in the CW. Yeah, just you can just draw a line right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, so aside from memories of TV past, what exactly is this 20th anniversary special that is two hours long? Which is the thing I was trying to say before. Well, it's narrated by Dean Cain because, you know. That's pretty cool. His busy schedule right now. <laughs> he was my Superman think... growing up. Okay. I'm I sorry. I lost him. <laughs> I loved him. No, I I understand. I think it's it's just a retrospective of all of the series that they've started, and maybe they probably won't focus on the movies they've made, which I. <laughs> but the the little section of video they have up on the site is just the cast of Battlestar talking about the word frack and how it changes <laughs> I was wondering, like, when I was reading, like, when it was coming up and I heard that they were going to do something, I was, I was, for some reason, I was thinking, oh, are they going to do a gala? Like, you know, some sort of stage show where, like, I don't know, right. where they just talk about how awesome they are. But then I just thought that would be incredibly awkward. And I thought this is the way to go. Like, a retrospective <laughs> is what needs to happen. They don't want to have people nice. boo them live on stage. <laughs> yeah. Like, are they going to have wrestlers come up, you know, or, or, or what? I don't know. <laughs> yes, that would not be so good, right? <laughs> Man, yeah, sci-fi has done some weird stuff over the years. I don't, I, I mean, I haven't had cable since I moved to Japan and then moved back and haven't really bothered having TV. Um, but, you know, they're the ones who, yeah, brought back Battlestar, which I think everyone kind of credits with rejuvenating drama, like serialized drama and serialized sci-fi. Maybe not everybody, but that's, I put it as one of the seminal points. Um, and especially of making the cable drama like a thing yeah like what was there on cable maybe remember when <laughs> on any what i don't remember that <laughs> you, know, you don't remember remember when it was about it was about an old-timey um radio radio station that did like audio dramas and you had a guy like i think his name was mr foley because he was the foley artist and he made the little sounds did you dream oh, it's this? a great show. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> I have no recollection of this a TV whatsoever. show about a radio station that does audio yes. dramas. And it was, sure you know, set you during the 40s. This. And it was a dramatic um, TV show? Well, it was a drama. It was kind of like Sports Night, actually, if you guys ever watched Sports Night. 
Probably not. All that's of, another all show. Of, all of the one season that they had. As well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing with Remember When. It lasted maybe three seasons because it was cable and it was like, I'm going to say, and I'm going to be wrong, I'm going to say like mid-90s. So this was before, like, but nowadays, if you aired Remember When, it would be a huge hit because people love all these different shows that are on there. Walking Dead, we're going to talk about Mad Men. And I, I, I could be wrong, but I think it's because sci-fi started putting money into stuff and was saying, look, people will come to cable if you make really good quality stuff. And when you say into stuff, you mean that one show. <laughs> because well, they also really, had they also had the Stargates. Which they didn't give any money to. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what else what else they've had. They've had a few original series here and there that people really love. Warehouse uh, 13. Warehouse 13. Thank you. <laughs> uh, which is sadly coming to an end, but... It it Eureka was totally was a thing. Huge. Eureka yeah. was huge. Oh, Eureka! There I, you go. Yeah, well, yeah. Wait, wait, was Eureka sci-fi? I always get that mixed yes. up. Well, with... it's on sci-fi now. Okay. It's the forty-four hundred that was on a different station. I think that was an NBC show, and NBC. then it moved to sci-fi. Yeah. I could be wrong. Something like that. Anyway, so this actual event is airing on Monday. This this coming Monday, right? The tenth. The tenth. Yes. At at nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, and Pacific, probably one of the things where it's like 8 p.m. Central. I, I don't know. Central people. Figure it out. Just turn on your TV and leave it on all night, I guess. You'll see the retrospective. And hopefully they'll put it online somewhere because I'm not going to tune in. But this does sound like a cool thing. I'd like to see where they started and, and see like what they think of, of what they've done. You guys going to tune in? Yeah, I don't have TV. Totally yeah, we <laughs> Isn't this the problem? People we're, don't. We are terrible people, all of us. <laughs> if here it's we not going to be on Hulu Plus, then I won't be able to watch it. Here we are on a show about TV and movies, and none of us have TV. We live in the future, I guess. It's I guess true. We look at it's it true. Like it's that. a new generation, right. man. It's all digital downloads. It's all streaming. It's all on demand. It's. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to be tied to a time at at my house. Like like I don't want to disregards mm. something outside because something inside's going on even though i'm scared of the outside yeah i, mean, I, 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 just, I just say that <laughs> to sound cooler and like i enjoy like horseback riding and mountain climbing i'm just broke and it's cheaper to not have cable. <laughs> yeah. that's the real reason actually yeah i i miss appointment television though like like lost mm-hmm. yeah um yeah, I miss I miss having that and the you know discussing things like that. There's really not much on nowadays that I would be interested in doing that to, except maybe Walking Dead. But everybody's into that, so there's really not, you know, you're not part of an exclusive group. You're just one of the sheeple. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, The Verge recently did a a a big feature on the future of TV and how people are doing TV. Um, it's really interesting to because they basically polled all of their readership. And, of course, the people who read The Verge are, like, nerds. They're people like us. So it's not the general public that's sitting there watching, I don't Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> The Voice, I hear, is a thing. <laughs> Those are normal people. Normies. But people like, people like us are the future of TV. And so what we are doing is what is going to be everybody in 20 years. So it's interesting to see what different slapdash things people have thrown together to get their TV. I, I I really actually, real quick, before we get on to our next story, I want to poll you guys. How are you getting your TV these days? Mostly uh, I have friends with DVRs that I steal. Okay. 
between that and Netflix, I don't really need. I don't really need anything else. There you go. Okay, so you watch all of your new stuff just because friends have it taped. The old See, I just don't. VHS I just don't share. watch new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I watch all old stuff on Netflix, or if I really want to see something new, I'll buy it on iTunes, I guess. Um, but that's rare. But I, I guess I'm I'm not normal because I don't watch that much new TV. Do, do you what about buy you, TV? Do you buy TV on iTunes? Like I absolutely do. Like, don't you find that expensive? Like, it's like if you just what? waited, you know, like you could buy an entire season. You could buy like two seasons for what you could spend one season on on iTunes. Well, but it well, has immediacy, thing, you know. The the iTunes download, yes, the iTunes download is usually the day after air, which okay. I will never be able to get to it fast than that anyway. It's 1080p, so it's going to be it's not Blu-ray quality. Don't let me say that, but it's better than DVD. It's very good quality and it's very quick, and it's not more than the DVD would be if I waited for it. Hmm. Um, and I like that I can buy it piecemeal. So if I, you know, am poor one week, I can wait and not buy the episode. Um, and it's only two ninety nine. You know, going to a movie theater for two hours costs fifteen dollars, and it's you know forty dollars yeah. if you have a date and want to get some popcorn. <laughs> so when you do that, that weird math in your head where you're dividing it, it's it's not that much more. But you guys, not 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 so much with the iTunes. Uh, I am a big Hulu Plus uh, person because I feel like I can I can get. Like, I can get everything that's on normal broadcast, like, you know, your, your primetime, like ABC, NBC, Fox, and everything like that. Like, any kind of show, any kind of normal show like that, I can get the day after um, that it airs. And you do have commercials, but it's, like, $8 a month for everything. Like, and so, you know, I just kind of figure it that way that for all of these shows, like, I think I have, like, four, five shows that my wife and I watch regularly that we get for Hulu. And so I guess if it was like four episodes times two, that's $8. So I guess, you know, if you, if you work it out with iTunes, like it would be like buying that much, but we also have access to tons of other stuff. So I get my TV through Netflix, Hulu plus, and I'm a big DVD collector. Right. I, I had Hulu until actually you're catching me two days after I canceled my Hulu subscription. Cause I realized I hadn't used it in three months. <laughs> um, but you're right. It does have a lot of the new stuff. I just, for one thing, the ads really threw me off. They don't, they don't kill you that you're paying and you have ads. Uh, no, because I kind of, the way that I rationalize in my mind is because I don't, I canceled cable. Like I only have internet access. And if they, like, if I wanted to get cable, it would have been an extra $40 a month. If I wanted HD, it would have been an extra $10 a month. And if I wanted a DVR, that was $17 a month just to have the DVR. Wow. And so I consider Hulu Plus my DVR. And a lot of the newer DVRs make you watch the commercials now. And so even though I don't like it, I'm it it has a counter in the corner where I'm guaranteed so many commercials. And so right. in that like I do understand like it sucks that it's a paid service and you know you're watching ads, but I just consider it my my DVR like I said. Or if it's on Netflix, guess... I'll just watch it there. <laughs> right. I guess I wish they had like a, a Hulu plus plus, double plus, double plus good. <laughs> Hulu where you can check. pay maybe, may, yes, where you can maybe pay 15 a month and not get ads mm -hmm. and maybe let you watch everything on your PlayStation instead of separating out into some of the stuff you can only watch on your computer. Yeah. That is that was, annoying. That stuff, I couldn't watch Last Hulu Resort on Hulu on my PS3 for some reason. 
And they took off Simpsons this season. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. No more Simpsons on Hulu. Wow. Wow. How do you do that? I don't, I don't. Oh. I can't so the pay deals, money for that. Yeah. That's wrong. Well, Drew, we haven't heard from you. What What is your setup well, like? I've, I'm similar to Tristan. I, I depend on Hulu Plus for my new stuff. Netflix for pretty much everything. I mean, eight bucks a month is worth it just to have every episode of Star Trek. Yes. I mean, like, you guys mentioned something Absolutely. on the ready room, or, you know, we're going to talk about this episode. And it's no longer like, well, I'm going to have to go find the DVD or whatever. I could just be like, yep, yep. bam, bam, this episode, okay. Um, we also just got uh, Amazon Prime, um, hmm. just for the shipping and stuff. And yeah. uh, we've not watched anything on it. We did buy, uh, my wife, she just had her gallbladder taken out, and so she's been laid up. So I bought her Project Runway season eight <laughs> um which i think is two episodes in a row where i bring up project runway um <laughs> thank you so we bought that and we've been watching it on the xbox so we watch everything on the xbox we've got all the apps for it sometimes we'll have a show on hulu plus that's you know you know computer only and so i just take my computer mm -hmm. and i plug it into my tv it's like ooh, i'm getting around your system hulu uh <laughs> I don't know what they th who they think they're fooling. Yeah. I haven't well, I had my PS3. That. It's hooked up into my same screen as my computer, but swapping it out and then getting to the internet interface, it just annoyed me so much <laughs> that I would just usually turn off Hulu That's Plus really, and just start playing an episode of Star Trek. Really lazy, Greg. <laughs> well, what, what but Star Trek is so you, close. And it, I was just going to say, what kind of shows are you, you hitting that are web only? I haven't run across it. I have it on Apple TV. Uh, and so last I don't know resort. if it's different or... Like, yeah, like, sorry, Greg. I and tried that um, one. Drop Dead Diva, we've been watching, <laughs> which is great because my wife's trouble... in, in the courtroom, so she was always watching it, just being like, No court ah. would do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. With I was VR, but into... I had no justification, oh. <laughs> right? I just believed I was a doctor. It's fine. <laughs> nice. I was having some sort of trouble with Terra Nova, which I was trying to watch on Hulu, and it was something like I needed to have DirecTV, or I couldn't watch it for a week, and then I had to watch it on the computer. Uh, it was like one too many hoops yeah. at that point. You didn't those, miss anything, don't worry. Those, well, I know. <laughs> those Drop Dead Divas, like they were a month after they aired, oh, God. and they only had like three episodes up at a time, and then they expired after like three weeks. So it's just like That's, I we just stopped, you know. Yeah. Like this is too much, you know. The yeah. well, the one thing we didn't get onto this rundown, but while we're talking about Netflix, is the it's I mean it's not a merger or anything, but they basically bought rights to Disney, Disney movies actually, um, oh. which struck me as a, a as a huge thing. They're talking about it now. It's not till I think twenty fourteen. Is that right? Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, but they're talking about actually having before the paid channels get movies. Like, so before Showtime or HBO gets a movie, it's going to be on Netflix. So, like, your Avengers 2 and your Iron Man 4 uh, will actually be available in HD on Netflix just as part of your regular subscription. I love um, it. The future. Yeah. The future, people. <laughs> Netflix knows what's up. Like, this show that they're they're bringing over with, uh, who's it, Kevin Bacon? No, it's a uh, no Kevin Spacey. Spacey. They outbid actual cable yeah. channels for it, and they've I got the exclusive like, rights to the first two seasons. It's like that's awesome, and yeah. it's and it's and produced by David Fincher, right? Yes, 
Yes, and Arrested Development. And they're releasing entire I'm seasons so all at once. Well, that weirds me out. I'm not actually a... I don't like the release it all at once. because I don't like it either. It's, I, it's like instant spoilers. It's like, let's just put the finale up on Tumblr, like right away. Like, there it is. <laughs> My problem like, with it is it doesn't, it, out make, a little. is it doesn't make any sense for subscriptions. If you only want Netflix for Arrested Development, use the free week trial yeah, and watch them all and then cancel it. And they've made yep. no money. Yep. Well, at they least... know that they'll get you. They'll suck you in. You can't just look at the Netflix homepage and not watch everything that it's <laughs> recommending to you at that moment. That is probably true. I, I yeah. just... It's mainly the spoiler thing. What Drew said is true. Yeah, it's going to pull people in, though. I, I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to do after everyone has Netflix. Like, how do you grow your subscriber base when your subscriber base is already everyone on Earth? I, I don't know anyone right now that doesn't have Netflix. Do you guys know anyone? Uh, my in-laws don't have Netflix. My dad doesn't my have Netflix. Doesn't. Neither do my in-laws. But my mom my, okay, so it's, my aunt and uncle, all of my aunt and uncles don't have Netflix. And I have a lot of aunt and uncles. Hmm. So it's that older generation hasn't... Hasn't quite plugged in. They're I mean, overwhelmed you have to be... by it. When I show it to them, they're like, right. whoa. Yeah. My parents have it, but they are hardcore with their Netflix watching. Like, oh, they nice. will pound entire seasons. That's where I get it from. Nice. I, I wish I'd had it back back when I was trying to watch stuff like, well, okay, I watched Gilmore Girls with my mom. And we had to buy all, however many seasons. I don't remember, 10, something like that. And we have to buy, Six. like, only six seasons, really? Oh, six or seven. It over and over again. Oh, you have it's, them there? Seven. I have them right here. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> it's so you have to buy friends, them. There's like six, and I, mi- I know I'm missing one. So. Oh, okay. I think you're right. Seven seasons. And seven. seven. Anyway. Yeah. That's $150 that I had to blow on Gilmore Girls. Whereas nowadays, if it's not on Netflix, it's the sort of thing that would be there. And we could just keep keep watching. And same thing, oh, God, with Star Trek. Each of those sets is like $60 a piece yeah. for some reason. So if you're it's lucky. really, yeah, it's, it's a revolution and, and hopefully it'll, it'll continue and that they do keep doing these bigger and bigger deals. And I'm really excited, hopefully to not have to buy Blu-rays anymore once all of these um, content creators get on board and pa- pass all their stuff. Okay. So that's probably enough on TV half an hour into the show. <laughs> uh, we can get on to some of the first thing on the rundown. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, well, we're, we're onto something that made, made Catherine very excited this week. So, oh so tell me all about this. Well, we're in talks again with Disney to do the sequel to Tron Legacy. <sighs> you was, are? <laughs> me, per- yes. I called Bruce Boxleitner and I said, listen, <laughs> we need more Tron now. I mean, I have, I have obviously several concerns. It's the writer that they have lined up already is the guy that wrote Aragon. And I don't know if you Ooh. saw that travesty, but it was rough. It was, it was not good. Wait, wait I had... It was bad. So he, he wrote Aragon... Because the, the link to the article about this, I looked up the writer's name, and he had nothing. He had no credits whatsoever. I don't remember seeing Aragon on there. Is, is it a... He's, he's hard to find. There's more than... It's either he's not on IMDb. Like, when you search him, you can't pull up his name. That's a good that sign. The... Yeah, I was going to wow. say, that's disheartening right there. I mean... It, it sort of makes me want to cry a little bit, but all I want is a sequel to Tron Legacy, the most perfect movie of 2010. That's all I want. I, I do like. I do like Tron Legacy. I know you were saying you're the only person who likes it. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I Tristan I, likes it. 
Did Tristan you like I do. it too? Okay. I do. I, I think I think there's a lot wrong with it. Um oh. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Sheen had a laser cane. There's nothing wrong with Michael That's Sheen. That's true. Oh man, cane. like uh, like change the scheme, alter the mood, electrify the boys and girls if you could be so kind. That was amazing <laughs> film. Right he was there. David Bowie. As Michael Sheen, it was beautiful. Yes, it was. It was amazing, and he's talking to Daft Punk when he says it. I like, know that's amazing. Like you have Bruce Boxleitner ah. who says, "I fight for the users," and you have Daft Punk in the same movie. Of course, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and Jeff Bridges in a bathrobe. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm I'm a big fan of it, but like I think there's some plot holes and there's it gets some confusing in a few parts. But it's kind of how I feel about the Dark Knight. Like I love the movie, but there's a lot wrong with it. Yeah, my my feeling. Catherine wants to talk to you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna jump in. Um, Now, my my feeling after I saw Tron Legacy was, if this is what movies are like in this decade, I'm really really excited. Like I'm sold. If they're like big and flashy and 3D and perfect blue screens and amazing like designs, uh, amazing. Like nobody was doing movies that visually beautiful like George Lucas. I mean, honestly. Those Star Wars movies were amazing visually, and nothing else was <laughs> up until Tron. And now we're starting to get a lot of stuff with Christopher Nolan. I mean, Inception is pretty amazing to look at. Uh, but I think this decade has sort of grown out of what I was hoping after seeing Tron Legacy. Granted, yes, some weird, weird plot things. And yeah, putting some no, I've never heard of him writer on it does not fill me with, with hope. Uh, Drew, you haven't. Um, chimed in on on Tron two, Tron, my, Tron three. My my favorite <laughs> Tron part two, of all two? the Trons was the part where the other guy did the thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've totally saw the first one more than once, and I've totally yeah. seen Tron Legacy, like, ever, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Have we found a gap in Drew's nerd knowledge? <laughs> oh, okay. I just, I just. I tried to, it's on Netflix, and I tried to get yeah. my wife, like, let's watch this. And she's like, really? No. It's like, oh. <laughs> you really should. I'd recommend any of our listeners, any of our panelists who haven't seen Tron Legacy, go ahead and put it in. I, I really don't think you're going to regret it, which is very opposed to my opinion on the original Tron, which I think if you put it in, you kind of will regret it at this point. <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I've blown Tristan's mind. <laughs> Have the you watched it Tron. recently? Yeah, yes. Yes. I watch it in tandem whenever I watch Tron Legacy. I'm like, it's a double feature. Uh, yeah, I do a double perfect. feature whenever I can. Catherine, you and I are going to talk off air. Um, we are, we're going to talk about this. If you want to be friends with Tristan and I, you have to do the Tron double feature. And you, have you have to watch to like both it. at the same time. Yeah, like I have two screens, <laughs> two screens going on at the same time. Just left one is Tron. Right one is Tron Legacy. No, I mean, okay, yes, it's yes, it's outdated because it's an '80s movie. But I really do, I really do think that the script is solid, and it was the first movie to have CGI. Literally, you know that that's that's just mind blowing. You know, it's 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 really slow. (laughs) the The effects are are weird. Maybe maybe if they did like a remastered version of it, I I get behind. I've I've I'm angering I'm angering so many people on this. On this channel right now. This isn't Lucas. I played the Kingdom Hearts level. (laughs) 1980s Bruce Boxleitner is the best. And insulting his work is rude. (laughs) I'm just offended today. 
this is this is I like I like Tron more than I like ET. Is that is that better? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, I say that's spot on, yeah. Okay. All right, I think right, we so can Yeah, that's good. All right. So Tron 2, Tron Legacy 2, Tron, Tron uh yeah, Legendary. his future past. Future Tron future past. <laughs> These are Tron past. Coming out someday. Hopefully they'll hire a different writer. I don't know. Maybe maybe Larry Kasdan can <laughs> can jump in at last minute and solve everything. All I can Dream think of is big. that he had a really awesome treatment and sent it to them. And they said, okay, yeah, let's go with that story. Maybe. That's the only way I can think he got this job. Yeah. Or or he's like but best buddies with um Kaczynski. Maybe they just maybe they're drinking buddies. <laughs> and they were like spitballing one night and whatever they came up with was amazing and and sold to Disney. Yes. Thank you, Tristan. We, we, <laughs> we won't, won't say, say the motion anyway, that I Moving on. Um, problem. Different. Not the Chekhov motion. <laughs> don't, don't get this confused. All right. What else do we have? Let's see. Tristan, I don't think you've read anything off the news, off the rundown yet. What do we have up um, next? Well, the uh, Walking Dead storyline. Uh, not, not what happened on screen necessarily, but what happened off screen. Uh, apparently, uh, a man and a woman who have been dating for around four years uh, got into an altercation <laughs> over the validity of the uh, realism of the military le- releasing a zombie virus into the population. Uh, the man said that it was possible. The woman said it was not possible. They started arguing. It got heated. She left because it got so heated and then came back because it continued via text message. <laughs> And I, I feel bad for laughing, but the thing is, yeah. he shot her in the back. He, he actually he, did. He, he literally shot her. Shot her in the back. Oh my god! Because of a Walking Dead conversation. Now I'm okay. I understand people get heated about nerd conversations like this. Like um, Rachel um, X Random Sites, or I can never pronounce random osities. Thank you, Randomosities. She's going to kill me when she listens to this. But um, we were we were talking via iMessage about how she she said, Tristan, I have to talk to you about something. And I was like, oh, what is it? She's like, no, it's really serious. I was like, it's okay. You can tell me anything. Why don't animals get zombie infection during the apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and I was like, screw you, Rachel. I thought something was wrong. And, and then I understood, you know, how people get shot in the back. <laughs> okay t- to be fair we-, we should say um his attorney says the rifle went off accidentally so why did he, he was, have it he out had to have been pointing it he had a loaded weapon pointed at her at which point it went off accidentally it's not a very oh. good yeah i feel bad what? though because she she's hurt she had a yeah. class yes, long she got shot and yet i'm laughing because this is just so absurd this it is, really is. Uh, and there, there's no drugs or alcohol involved. It's just like, they just got really mad about it. He was really, really, really insistent that the government would totally release a zombie virus. <laughs> the, the part that I don't understand is the part where she left and came back. Yeah. Why would you go back? He's like, well, it must have been a really interesting iMessage conversation. I want to read those, tests, those texts. Yeah. They've, it's got to be interesting. Oh, those should become public record because... They should use them in some sort of PSA that they have to show before Walking Dead airs. <laughs> don't take well, it just, so seriously. Like, yeah, don't I'm take so it. So, don't watch this with your loved ones. 
I'm just trying to figure out why he had a loaded rifle. Like, is this like I had to watch Battlestar Galactica with like cigarettes and whiskey? Like, does this guy have to watch Walking Dead with the loaded rifle to like pick get cosplay. the full Walking Dead experience? It's cosplay, yeah. Well, like I have it with my I always watch it with my samurai sword. So I <laughs> I know exactly what's going on. I don't I don't understand. I I've I have gotten into heated arguments with people mostly on the internet over plot points. Sure. Um typically I don't have that many arguments about about TV with like my loved ones. I can't think of a time. Yeah. 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 Typically, yeah, it's like, okay, the TV's over. We're going to move on. Maybe at work tomorrow, I'll be on a message board, like, flaming somebody really strongly. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I've never had, like, a girlfriend who was totally into the show, but also, like, not on the same level as me. Like, maybe if I'd really, like, had a huge, like, the final five argument. Mm-hmm. Like, my girlfriend at the time, just, she didn't care. So, <laughs> we weren't going to have any sort of arguments. Like, did you know that, the spoiler? Um, And she'd be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> and then you and shot her someone... in the back so now we understand <laughs> what were you saying Catherine I was going to say as someone who's currently watching Star Trek Enterprise all I do is fight with people right now <laughs> everyone wants to fight with me and I can understand maybe getting into like a serious altercation but accidentally firing weapons in people's general vicinity is not a thing I could see happening just don't don't carry a loaded phaser while you're watching the show and you'll probably be fine <laughs> Well, see, I, I like I understand it completely things. what you're talking about, Greg, because like you and I have gotten into it online, and uh, <laughs> Drew and I have gotten into it online, and Catherine, I just respect you. So thank you. <laughs> Wait I a appreciate minute. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, but um, like yeah, no, Sarah and I, I think we've argued about Lost or something like that, but it's really mm-hmm. just about interpretation. And it was never heated. It was never. It was never to the point of insulting, let alone a gun ownership. Um, right. It was just. It, it was just. She would be like, "No, you're wrong," and then we, we'd, we'd move on. That's right. Pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I. Anyway, she she is she's in stable condition. She's in a hospital. They're they're taking care of her. I really hope she's she's okay. Um, not. Not that this situation itself is a laughing matter. It's just it does seem like the most ridiculous thing to get in an argument with and to escalate it to that level. Like, all you can do is laugh. And they weren't drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not this is a drunk fight. This is just a intense. And I wouldn't say it's a fandom fight. I mean, he actually is a conspiracy theorist who believes that the government is going to release some kind of rage virus on us someday. Well, I, I should say a friend of mine, um, after a date, went back to this guy's house and he happened to have some Ayn Rand books sitting around. <laughs> I that it, it could have quickly escalated. He quickly was like, oh, I haven't read them. They're just because I heard about it and I wanted to see what the fuss was about. And I, I don't know what's in them. And she's like, OK, you're really cute. So maybe I'll let this slide this time. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, you you. There can be like serious philosophical differences, and I don't like you say we've gotten into some heated arguments online. Things can happen. I I I just I I would hope that none of us would. <laughs> yeah, this Gre- level. not once did I ever think that Greg was going to shoot me in the back <laughs> because we disagreed. <laughs> I mean, and we're not even dating, you know. <laughs> not anymore. I, I won't lie to you. I, don't lie to you. <laughs> I was on a first date 
I was on a first date with someone, and um, he told me on this date that he hated Doctor Who, and we never had another date. Wow. There was there, there was no need for any dating after that. <laughs> I don't understand people that hate Doctor Who. And then he gave away the ending of Interpress. <laughs> No, that's, that's everyone on Twitter. That's literally, <laughs> that's oh, you're watching Enterprise? Well, why don't I tell you about the finale? That happened <laughs> eight years ago. that's what you do immediately. <laughs> Can we not talk about the finale right now? You're not. Shh. This is the thing. Catherine is never watching the finale. I'm going to shield her mm. from the finale because it's not necessary and it's bad. And it's already been because... spoiled for her anyway. So why, why even bother? <laughs> okay. So not to, to move on from talking about Star Trek. Uh, to something that hopefully we we all agree on and will not be be shooting each other about. Um, finally, some big news on I think you know we may have started the observation lounge to talk about the Star Wars Disney deal, but we're continuing it to talk about Girl Meets World. Is that fair? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're just gonna keep it around long enough to talk about it until Greg gets it canceled for talking well, yes. about it. <laughs> I know. I'm amazed. If it gets it's canceled, I'm blaming you. Feel free, feel free to. I don't think, I don't think, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the ready room. That's the real dangerous one. Oh. If I mention on this show, I think, I think it's okay. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but we had some big news this week because not only, well, I don't know if this week, but Ben Savage and Daniel Fishel are officially on the project. Yes. And as of like today, um, they're talking with actresses. They're auditioning the daughter. Actually, right at this moment, Danielle Fischel, Dan Savage, Ryder Strong, and Will Friedell are at dinner. This Ooh. is true. Just, How do you know that? about that? Twitter. Uh, because I follow them on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> why wouldn't you follow them on Twitter? They're also, I mean, I stalk them as you do. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've tried. I'm outside the restaurant right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried a couple times to, like, read their feeds, especially, like, Ryder Strong's. What was he, t- what was he talking about the other day, Catherine? You'll remember. He kept retweeting oh. people. Oh, it was people making fun of his name. Yes. His name is Ryder Strong. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite one was his porn name would have to be John Smith. Because <laughs> he's already oh, there. Oh, man. That's sad. But yes, Ryder Strong and, and all of them. I, I really hope they bring them on to the... Do you guys follow the... It's not the official, but it's like somebody started a Girl Meets World Twitter account. No. That basically no. every five minutes is like hashtagging, like, bring back Sean. <laughs> bring back Mr. <laughs> Feeney. Minkus. Minkus. Well, I, oh, there yes. was somebody today who said they need to give Minkus a cameo. Make sure no, Minkus it, is on the show. It's in this Rolling Stone thing. Oh, really? Okay, so the Rolling Stones yeah. article. So Rolling Stones, or the Rolling Stone, not the, not the band of Rolling Stones. <laughs> Mick Jagger is really excited about Girl <laughs> he, he has all of the DVDs. Rolling Stone interviewed Ben Savage. Uh, so, Drew, what what basically came of this came of this article? Well, uh, for one, I really like that uh, this is which one's this one? Ben Ben Savage. Mm-hmm. I always want to call him Fred. I called him Fred last time we talked about it. That's Wonder Years. <laughs> yes, okay. uh, kind of the same thing. Basically, but not ben really. Is, we talked about this. Ben talks about being flattered over and over again that there is such a huge following still for Boy Meets World and that people want to see Girl Meets World and wants him to be in it. Um, I like that uh, when asked if he was hesitant, he said that he was resistant because he wants to make sure that it's it's not going to uh, ruin his ruin everyone's childhood. And he actually mentions 
other things from his childhood being ruined by continuations. I think he was talking about our Star Wars there. Yeah. Um, so I guess I guess he's going to keep it from becoming the prequels. And and I well, think if, if Ben Savage says no, you know, Corey wouldn't do that, that the writers would be like, you're right, he wouldn't. I'm not reading this. I'm imagining reading <laughs> things later, like Ben Savage walks off set because... <laughs> <laughs> Because well, that w- happened a lot with um, with Star Trek. Not to keep bringing up Star Trek, but the the actors on the movies were very involved because they wanted it to be a thing and they didn't want it to be a disaster. And they kind of knew that they cared about their characters more than oftentimes the director, the writer did, um, at least until they made it clear like how important this is. Like Nichelle Nichols would just refuse to say stuff a lot yeah. of the time because yeah. her wouldn't say that or that's like a terribly racist thing. How about we not? <laughs> I so think Shatner brought a lawyer to a couple of meetings. Oh God! <laughs> like during like during the pre-production, I think of either three or four. It was one that Nimoy was directing, and um, he's just like, I, you know, I don't think uh, Kirk would do something like this. And Nemo's like, Why on earth did you bring a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just man. Think, well, it's so like, if, um... think of the things that Shell Nichols does say in the movies, and imagine the things that she was asked to say. Right. <laughs> I think the line that you're referencing, Greg, was like Scotty was supposed to say, well, would you want one marrying your daughter? And he was talking about a Klingon. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I think they actually wanted Uhura to say that. Oh, really? And yeah, well, and there's at least one line. There were a few lines in there that that either got dropped or they gave them to somebody else who would say it. Like, I think Walter Koenig would basically just say anything. So (laughs) he's the one who said guest is coming to dinner when all the other ones refused. Poor poor Walter. (laughs) Yeah. What were you saying, Catherine? I was just going to say, it's like um, Lord of the Rings. Christopher Lee, who was friends with Tolkien, just wandered around the set with the original trilogy, just correcting everyone always, (laughs) being like, no, that is not what is intended. No. Because he cared so hard. He told me once. (laughs) I didn't know that. You know, I was talking with people at the, um, I was at the Penny Arcade dinner last night, and people at my table somehow got talking about pronunciation and how, like, we'll argue about pronunciation until. You know, there's like a TV show or a movie. And then I brought up and I was amazed that everybody at this table was like, yes, the fact that Bifrost is mispronounced in the Marvel movies. Because <laughs> oh, they say Bifrost. And we had this 10 minute diatribe about how Bifrost is wrong. And I really wish there had been like a Christopher Lee of Marvel who could have been like, <laughs> it's not like two frosts. That's that doesn't make any sense. It's like an actual Norse word, guys. Like it has a pronunciation. See, that's why they have Josh Whedon. I imagine that Phase Two, he's going to be walking around with the comic books hitting people. Yeah, I hope so. It's it's funny that you bring that up because I was talking with a a fan of the Dune series. I don't know if you Mm. guys are into Dune at all. Mm. And in um, the David Lynch film, his warriors were called Fedakin. And in the 2000 sci-fi film, it was Fadiken. And a lot of people were pissed that it was Fadiken and not Fadiken. Hadouken? And, huh? <laughs> Hadouken! <laughs> and so it was just because that, that that's two on-screen examples that could be argued either way. But the thing is, I think um, Frank Herbert actually has a pronunciation guide at the end of his novels. So maybe Marvel <laughs> needs to start doing that. Well, yeah, well, I'm... And Tolkien, of course, had the same thing, like pages and pages and pages on pronunciation. That's how Lord of the Rings started, was languages. Yeah. Right. Like, 
if he could have just written a book that was like how to teach you like to teach you how to speak elvish i think he would have rather done that than have to build this whole world around it <laughs> would have been easier <laughs> might, might have been i don't know he had to invent the language anyway and then all these other ones <sighs> lord of the rings the hobbit is coming up i think next week is it next week maybe just the hobbit show so <laughs> can we can we please because i yeah. won't shut up about it i promise <laughs> So let's let's not talk too much about that today. But Girl Meets World, anyway, I think is what we were talking about. Yeah, uh, we're still very excited about this, even though there's still no news other than it's Corey Topanga, and Corey is going to be a teacher at the school, and there's apparently going to be a daughter, and she's going to have a best friend who's also an orphan, like Sean. Basically, the same show, just <laughs> girls this just time. With girls. Phoenix going to be there. It's like The Lion King 2, but with Gormit's World. Oh, there yeah, exactly. The Lion King 2 was exactly The it's Lion exactly King the with Lion a girl. <laughs> I, I may not have ever realized that until just now. It's the exact wow. same plot, beat for beat, note for note, literally, in the songs. Or it could have been like Wayne's World 1 and Wayne's World 2, where it was the exact same plot with the same characters. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, oh no, that's, you your, that's your button. It. Wayne's World, that's your button. That's hey, like it's Weekend at Bernie's is my it's button. the first thing we've talked about this time. <laughs> first thing is you're like, no, that is the line. No further. Do not make fun of Wayne's World 2. Uh, Greg, side note, were you aware that you were the Twitter reference on the Discover page for Girl Meets World? I, I was what? Like, you made a tweet about girl meets world and you must have been like the first one or it just been must maybe it was tailored for me i don't know like you know how you have the discover page where it gives you new oh, new stories yeah. and everything like that well it had like top line girl meets world and right underneath it it gives you the first personal first person to tweet about this trending topic oh, wow. and it was you it was greg harbin <laughs> that's i'm not, not a shot? i want to see this oh it's gone now no man. It's gone i'm pretty now. sure i've seen it i'm pretty sure i saw it too you should have taken a screenshot. That's that's monumental. I don't know that I ever see that Discover page because I'm on my I'm on I, my apps. For some reason, I didn't I think about say. taking a screenshot. I would have thought that you were all over it. <laughs> I I that think is awesome. it is tailored to the people you follow. But you could, okay, you could go ahead, Greg. You could be no, no, you could be take proud that of that one. Take that one, Greg. Sure, I, it probably would have been retweeted like crazy if that were if that were the case. But I was very excited about girl meets world um at the time I'm, I'm happy to have brought the news to many of my friends via mass text and twitter so along with uh no i'll t not talk about star trek again okay we also have on the rundown um i guess back to Catherine. what's what's the next story we have here uh the next one i have is um japan doing what japan does best which is spending a outrageous amount of money on crazy things They've built a one, what is it, one half size actual transformer. One twelfth size. All, one twelfth size? Thank you, sir. And it will only cost you $24,000 to own. <laughs> I could do that. Now, when you say it's a transformer, are you, you mean like it's an actual Autobot, like it's from space? Oh, I, I didn't get to it see is. this one at it work. Is. Let me see here. It, it is a very, very small car that transforms into a slightly larger robot. <laughs> okay, that so has yeah, a Wi-Fi webcam built in okay Good. nice and it shoots stuff out of its arms it just kept getting cooler and cooler as the video was going on it's so true after the first transformation i was like bam okay you got me and then it just kept getting cooler and cooler 
it is it is really cool i i should make sure that the the link makes it into the show notes so people can see it but yeah it's a little black car that yeah does the whole transformation sequence and then walks around it can't be cooler than the transformer cosplay that i've seen the people who can like fold themselves up into a little car and then they can stand up and it's and it all works where where have you seen that i like on the internet i don't even know exactly where you didn't see you didn't see it in person that would be no no it's just people with cardboard boxes and they look like robots and then they just kind of crouch down and they turn into little cardboard cars <laughs> to to be fair it's much cooler than what how drew is explaining it yes. <laughs> to everyone out there there's also a sweet soundtrack dubstep of course excellent excellent nice. soundtrack. soundtrack is quite important so yeah japan has like amazing stuff i was seeing somebody talk about how he would get like when he was a kid he would get imported japanese like robotron robo what what was it again robotech there's imported robot shows. He would get like the Japanese only toys because they were so cool. <laughs> like the little things you could like in America, we get the simplified version, the, the dumbed down version because you've got 30 year olds in Japan buying them and it's considered okay. Uh, whereas here, <laughs> the 30 year olds buy the kid ones and hide them away. <laughs> you miss Japan so much, don't you? Greg? <laughs> I missed, I missed Japan a little bit. I, I don't miss that it's all about like robots and Ultraman. And there's not like Star Wars and Star Trek, and and the stuff that really means a lot to me. Oh, but they um, get an extra scene in the whole. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> not talking about. Yes, I knew. I knew we shouldn't bring up Japan because that was just going to go go nowhere good. Um, the one other thing, or one other news story, we're we're getting near the end here, but we did have our first look at Ender's Game, which is one of my favorite favorite books growing up um up there with you know it's it's one of those like fahrenheit 451 and 1984 and starship troopers that is about the future and what the future is actually going to be like and things to be kind of scared of and this movie has been in development hell for i think some hundred years years. yeah (laughs) (laughs) well the author has been super protective of it like he yeah like he did not want anyone to touch it if they weren't going to be serious about it and then i think a uh, a graphic novel came out that he was very proud of and he actually used some of the 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 artwork on the um on the graphic novel to show prospective writers and production designers he's like this is how ender's world should look like oh that's cool and I, yeah i thought that was pretty cool uh, my uh, my wife is a uh, english and drama teacher and she teaches ender's game and um, oh, really? it's it's her favorite book to teach. She says it's so much fun. The kids love it. And um, she's so excited that there's going to be a movie because she'll be able to show that in conjunction with reading it. And I got to make a kick-ass keynote presentation for her with, uh, <laughs> nice. with Ender's Game so and sci-fi in general. Nice. You only have to wait till November of 2013. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up. And, okay, so I'm, I am slightly worried about this movie. And let me tell you the main reason. It's because the director is Gavin Hood. Um, and yes. Gavin Hood is the man who brought us the masterpiece that was X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can barely wow. even say the name of that film. You know, I watched oh. I watched the work print of it like early on. And I was like, oh, this is awful. Like, I hope they fix the effects. And then I went back and watched the, the final version. And it's like, wow, that's really not 
any better. It's like you can tell they they stopped at some point, <laughs> but they didn't stop it at any point that made that look real. You didn't like what? the cartoon claws? Oh, God. So bad. I almost enjoyed the work print more just because it felt like I was watching, like, real stuff. Where's the, uh, anyway, awful, awful film. So can, can Gavin Hood turn it around and, and make a, a good film when he's got a good script behind it? He has Harrison Ford. That's true. It's really hard to fail with Harrison Ford. Uh, what about Cowboys uh, versus Aliens? Hollywood yeah. Best homicide? movie ever! <laughs> that one movie with Brendan Fraser? Where he's trying to cure cancer? Oh, uh, oh yeah, what was that called? I don't know. I, I, my worst Harrison Ford movie is Hollywood Homicide with Josh Hartnett. Or I think that's what it's called. I think you're right. Yeah, I did not, I did not so much see that one. Oh, Harrison Ford's been on a bit of a slide recently. Yeah, maybe, maybe this will be the turnaround. Maybe he'll do this one, and then he'll do the Star Wars sequels, and and it'll be back to back to the old good old days. Of Just Harrison in time again. for him to be extraordinarily old. Yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We we kind of forgot that one. I, uh, I just don't talk about it. It didn't oh, happen. I forgot it happened. Yeah. Uh oh, Greg. Thanks, I think Greg has a differing opinion. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought this up. No, you no. Shouldn't have. I should we not. don't have time. I shouldn't. I shouldn't talk about it. I like that All movie. Right. I like it better than. I like it better than the second one. Let me just. Let me oh. just say. <laughs> Tristan is gone. We lost Tristan. He has left the room. The, the ISS Riddell. No. Has... No. <laughs> no. He's, he's, he's released the, the doctor's lamps. <laughs> The X-Files is my favorite show ever to exist, and even I didn't buy the alien plot of Crystal Skull. <laughs> and and, and okay, I buy the no. alien plot and everything. I don't... Mm. Ender's okay. Game. Maybe we'll Ender's just have, a, maybe we'll just and, have an yes. Indiana Jones episode. We should. Well, we should just have a Harrison Ford episode, apparently. We can okay, all talk yeah. about Hollywood Homicide. <laughs> but, but Ender's Game, I read the book. A friend of mine was just like, they're making this into a movie. This was like, you know, 15 years ago. But he's like, I'm making this into a movie. You should read the book. And so I read the book, and I really liked it. And I was like, I don't see how they're going to be able to make this into a movie. And then, you know, they stopped making the movie and then started again and then stopped again. So I was still under the impression that this was just a rumor, honestly, that, oh, yeah, we're going to make Hinder's Game, and it's going to have Harrison Ford in it. And I'm like, okay, whatever you say. But actually seeing this picture of... Harrison Ford and the kid from Hugo. I'm like, oh, it's a real thing. Ooh, ooh, that looks good. Ooh, <laughs> this might have actual say, sets. I... They have actual actors. There's lighting. I have to say that boy is is phenomenal. If you've seen yeah. Hugo, he is the best. That's... Mm. What? <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's who invited you? Wow. Tristan, who invited oh, you? Oh, wow. really? Right. We have a guy who liked Crystal Skull, and because I didn't like Hugo, I'm the one who's, who invited you? <laughs> to, be, to be fair, Hugo is a masterpiece, and we can just move on. Um, sorry, Tristan, you're wrong. Uh, it's just a fact. <laughs> it's your podcast. Okay, that's all I'm saying. It's your podcast. It is my show. Um, and not Drew's. Drew's no. not the co-host. No. All right, so we're ba- we're at about an hour. Unfortunately, we have to stop the the Ender's Game discussion for now and actually skip forward to my favorite part of the show, which is the staff meeting. Staff we have meeting. been we have been taken. Meeting? Thank you, Dork Trek. Thank you. Yes, a a a ragtag fleet of interstellar space pirates has taken control of our ship and is holding us all at gunpoint. And we need an idea. We need a concept. 
We need a TV show, a movie, a comic book, something to get us out of it. Oh, and I need suggestions from my crew. And uh, thankfully, you guys are all assembled. The Space Pirates all brought us in to the Observation Lounge so that we could talk about... This doesn't make any sense. So I'm just going to go ahead and... <laughs> Your scenario Drew, what is has the one... flaws. <laughs> Trying to make this in-universe, guys. What is what is your one one bit of business that you want to bring to the podcast tonight? Well, um, I started getting into uh, a book I bought for uh, Child's Play, the uh, the uh, charity that you apparently went to the, the ball, the gala. But uh, uh, the humble indie bundle had an mm-hmm. ebook set, and so I bought it and. Uh, one of the books I decided to read first was Cory Doctorow's. Oh yes, Cinema. Uh, well, dang it, <laughs> Cinema Pirates. I think. Oh, Cinema. Okay, right. Hold on, you can cut this out. Hold on, <laughs> Pirate Cinema. Okay, Cory Doctorow's yes. Pirate Cinema, and it's it's really good. It's kind of a, a near future where. Uh, copyright law has just gotten completely out of hand and if you're caught pirating anything then you get your internet cut off and so this kid gets his his parents internet cut off and so now his dad can't work his mom can't find a job and his sister can't do her homework and so he thinks it'd be better if he just ran away so it's about him going to london living in the big city on the streets and like you know leeching people's wi-fi and and they're they're finally starting to like ramp up into you know maybe we need to show these copyright people that they don't own the government and i i guess they're going to start rebelling i'm not entirely sure at this point but it's a pretty good novel there there probably will be rebelling against (laughs) those that want to keep down information very cool. So I, I yeah, definitely check it out. What was the name of it again? Pirate Cinema. Pirate Cinema. Very cool. Okay, Catherine, how are you going to get us out of the hands of the space pirates? Well, my favorite thing happening probably in the universe right now is Matt Fraction's Hawkeye comic. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, it's it came back. Um, issue <laughs> five just came out, and if you're looking to start a comic book without having to read like fifteen other books that are kind of related like with x-men or the avengers or anything else that's sort of happening right now you can start with number one and it is its own story it's brilliant the art i think is really gorgeous and i'm digging it right now it is my favorite thing very cool so that would be the is it just hawkeye is there only one hawkeye book that people can look out for yes okay there's not like avenging yes, hawkeye yes. and the uncanny <laughs> well, hawkeye. shooter shooter, <laughs> shooter hawkeye <laughs> Hawkeye, no. There's there's just Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. That is very cool. Very cool. So ISS Tristan Rydell. Uh this might be a little boring and predictable, but I uh I am totally in love. I know that a lot of people were um really scared about the DC reboot, about the new fifty two. And um I I was scared too. I was, you know, you know, I've been burned in the past by reboots and, you know, have alternate universes and alternate Earths and everything like that. And, but what they're doing with Batman and Batman the Dark Knight and Detective Comics is just genius this year. Um, if you have not caught up, please do, 
because in Batman The Dark Knight issue 12, it is possibly one of the finest comic books I've ever read in terms of story. And I'm wow. not exaggerating. Um, I know that there's a lot of great independent stuff out there that I haven't read. Um, so this is just my personal experience, but I say from a lot of mainstream stuff and mainstream superhero comic books, Batman the Dark Knight issue 12, it takes place, it, sh it kind of parallels the life of Dr. Crane, Scarecrow, and Batman, Bruce Wayne, and mm. how they grew up. Even though they grew up very differently, it kind of shows how they had this same kind of emotional experiences. And it's, it's just, it gives so much in-depth look into both sides of the character that it's absolutely amazing so if you if you read the entire series just for that issue it's worth it nice yeah i i dropped off of dark knight maybe issue four or five just because i i actually was the comic book shop was kind of difficult to get to but i found a new one so maybe i should just pick up all of the dark knights and get back to it because i did love the beginning of it it's it's it definitely the beginning is good the middle is good the end is good uh, of this <laughs> nice. season and um i uh my favorite app ever is comiXology um, mm. because I used to go to the comic book store all the time, but they would never have the books that I wanted because I would get uh, like, cause I work for a living. I couldn't get there right when they opened up. Yeah. And so now that I have an iPad with comic books, it's completely replaced the paper feel. Now I know a lot of people, you know, will never let go of the paper feel, but with this guided view where you can zoom in on individual storyboards, it's just amazing. Yeah, definitely. I, I can't say enough good things about that. As much as I have been enjoying picking up my paper comics, um, it's a lot easier. And the, the art is amazing. Now they have it in HD. Right. Okay. Um, I was, I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Um, Drew actually brought up Child's Play. And that, that's, that's my thing. I want to just talk about Child's Play. It's a gamer's charity, kind of a geek's charity. Um, it started out giving like like Nintendo DSs to hospitals. It's children started with children's hospital here in Seattle and it's just grown and grown and grown and grown. And this year it's the biggest it's ever been. Um, as of last night's charity dinner, um, they've raised two and a half million dollars and it's just from gamers. Um, just people that just are, are wanting to help and, and they've, they've spread throughout the country. It's an amazing thing. Um, it basically ramps up right before Christmas. So now is the time to get in, you know, there's so many different ways to donate, as Drew said, with Humble Bundle. Um, I guess you've probably missed Desert Bus for Hope now. Yeah. I think that finally completed. Um, they raised like $440,000 just through Desert Bus. Uh, but there's bunches of ways you can get in, or you can just go right to childsplaycharity.org. There's a button just to donate. Um, it's, a, it's a really good cause, and it shows the other side of gamers, that we're not all how the media, especially five, ten years ago, was painting gamers as like, Columbine shooters, essentially. Uh, now this is a good way of showing the other side of of geek culture. So childsplaycharity.org. Well, thank you everyone for joining me on this Observation Lounge. I, I did want to go around the horn one last time and find out where we can find you each on the internet, starting again with Drew Stewart. You can find me on the internet on Twitter, usually, at 005. That's Very it. good. And and there you go. Okay. And you're also on the ready room quite often. You're on this show quite a bit. Um, yes. And Tristan, where can we find you? You can find me online as well at Twitter uh, at the insane Robin. I do the Star Trek question of the day Monday through Friday. I try to hit it at about 1030 a.m. Central Time. 
you can also find me on the new Trek FM podcast, To the Journey, which is a Voyager podcast. It's not an episode review cast. It's about general conversation. We do do uh, episode analysis, but we do all sorts of things. So uh, please tune in. Very cool. And Catherine, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me rather predictably on the Twitters at um, Hawkeye Poet. That's about it. That's where I go. That's Hawkeye with a D at the end. With a D. Yes. And I can be found also on, on the Twitter at Greg Harbin. That's G-R-E-G-H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N. Talking about predictable things, as you've heard on the Observation Lounge. So thanks, everyone, for joining me. And thank you, the audience, for joining us. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Meeting adjourned. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, like Drew, but at the Insane Robin. Uh, I do the Star Trek question of the day at 10:30 Central Time, Monday through Friday. I try to hit it at 10:30 as best I can, um, but I don't always make it. Uh, but I will give it to you every day. And you can find me at. Um... <laughs> can I do that again? <laughs> 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 <laughs>